Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about something quite specific to divorce and to the idea of how I believe, based on the example of my own life, both parents after divorcing can play an equal role in each raising their kids. So I want to talk a bit about how equal co-parenting has been fundamentally important in the raising of my daughters after divorce. When my wife and I decided to part in the late summer of 2005, it was with heavy hearts and a joint determination that our daughters, then aged five and two, wouldn't lose either of us from their lives. We weren't sure how to make this happen practically, but we owed it to them and to ourselves to find a way. Our parting was largely amicable, mostly down to us getting together when we were both still young and unsure of who we were as individuals let alone whether we were ready to exist as halves of a couple. Our first daughter came along quickly. We filled our lives with events such as buying a house, getting married, having a second child and buying a bigger house. Each of these helped distract us from the reality that we weren't really happy together or individually. When we individually called time and eventually called time on our marriage, we both I suspect we both felt relief as well as sadness. At least we still both had time to build new lives for ourselves, and our kids too. Parting is such sweet sorrow. In the immediate aftermath, our daughters lived with their mum for most of the time. They were still very young and needed her more than they needed me. In the course of our marriage crumbling, I'd lost my job, but eventually found a new position a few hours drive away from where my kids would live with their mum. I saw the girls regularly, collecting and returning them for three weekends in four. It wasn't all quality time, but it was time spent with them nonetheless. I got to hear the details of their little lives. I tried to help them through their sadness that we were no longer living together in our old home. I responded as best I could to the difficult questions about why mum and dad were no longer together. It was hard, certainly. The endless driving to see them gave me time to process the past, and to contemplate what the future might look like. I was resolute I didn't just want to be a weekend dad. I'd been active as a parent to each of them since birth. I was happy to deal with their nighttime feeds and changes as a baby. I'd taken the toddler years in my stride. So I was determined that I'd be as active and present through the years that followed as I could be. That led me to conclude we needed to strive for equality. Here's how it panned out. Equality in divorcing families. Around 18 months after parting, my now ex-wife suggested we change our situation. I was weary of driving and the kids were too. I yearned for more time with them and recognised that our situation wasn't sustainable in the long term. My ex first suggested that I should move back and subject to finding a new job and home we'd then share custody 50-50. We would live in the same town in separate homes close to the girls' school. They'd live with each of us for alternate weeks, seven days at a time. 
The transition into this arrangement came about easily, as though there were a cosmic endorsement that it was the right move. I found a new job with ease and a new home too. In October 2007, our equal co-parenting arrangement launched. I approached my first week with trepidation. The early days as a full-time single parent, for me, were stretching, but incredibly fulfilling. The weeks off were a chance to recover, to reflect, and to put in a few extra work hours at work, to socialise, and to prepare for the next time the kids were with me. Fast forward 13 years, and the arrangement remains in place to this day. The eldest has gone to university, and the youngest will likely do the same in a couple of years. We've experimented a little too, using an arrangement known as bird's nesting, where the kids remain in a single home, and we move in and out as custodial parent of the week. That was effective in its way, and it taught us many lessons. My ex and I have also each remarried. I have a family home where my second wife and my stepkids live full-time. I join them in the weeks I'm not living with my daughter from marriage number one. It's unconventional, but we make it work. This story that isn't intended as a humble brag about how great our situation is, though, and how brilliantly we've made life work as a divorced family. We haven't been immune to struggles, disagreements, disruption or discord along the way. We've enjoyed happiness and successes as parents and kids, and we've faced times of challenge, sadness and hardship too. That's just how life is. If there's one factor that's contributed most significantly to making it work, it's this. The core principle for our co-parenting and our existence as a separated family is to strive for equality in all things, for all those affected by the arrangement, parents and kids alike. I acknowledge that we're blessed that our relationship and parting was free from many of the ills that occur in marriages, divorce and the years after. Factors such as abuse, neglect and deep-rooted mistrust never played a part in our marriage, nor have they in the years since we parted. I trust my ex-wife implicitly as far as my kids' safety and well-being is concerned, and she feels the same towards me. We believe each other might be to be competent and capable, and we don't pump our kids for intel or insight into the lives of our ex when they're with us. We respect the boundaries between us, but communicate openly on matters concerning our kids. It seems that our situation is unfortunately unusual among separated families. Many relationships fail with lasting detriment to the extent that the kids can hope to be put first by their parents, or receive a calm upbringing. Parental alienation becomes a factor for many, and the kids are manipulated or used to manipulate the other parent in awful displays of cowardice and horror. I'm eternally thankful that our situation has never featured even hints of these things. While our situation is the exception rather than the norm, I believe there are plenty of couples who's, with kids whose relationships fail, who in spite of their differences are willing and enthusiastic to find a means of raising their kids jointly and peacefully while putting the kids' needs to the fore. Those are the people who I hope might be helped by our story and our example. I've previously shared our story in a few different articles and in the wider media. I wrote an article in a UK national newspaper that was pretty well received, describing how it works. My ex and I were interviewed in another national newspaper, and 200 mostly hate-filled comments to the online version of that suggested that either the point was lost or the way it was portrayed was misunderstood. 
The relative strength and uniqueness of our setup isn't about gimmicks or labels that might seem novel and unique. It's not described adequately by headlines like The Secret to a Happy Divorce, Three Homes. Our situation isn't made easy or even possible by either of us being wealthy, which was insinuated in many of the aforementioned comments. Striving for equality in all these things is the magic ingredient that seems to have made it work. The principle of equality brings about many beneficial effects for all involved. The kids benefit from equal access to both parents, with both present as role models and influences in their upbringing. They have the opportunity to form both close bonds with both parents, and they have a childhood that isn't compromised or structured reactively in response to the parents' relationship having failed. Both parents then deserve to provide equal input into the lives of their kids, and the opportunity to share in both the good times and to deal with the challenges and hardships along the way. Both share in the heavy lifting, the mundane and routine parts of parenting, the discipline, the meal prep and the cleaning up, as well as the fun times and the silliness. Both parents deserve equal opportunity to free time away from the kids to refocus their lives, to build careers, to socialise, pursue hobbies and to establish their own identities as humans as well as parents. Both may eventually want to pursue new relationships too and each deserves the time and the opportunity to do that. Usually, the focus in parting is often for one, per one person to win power, to win the power struggle and to score points off their ex. A family structure emerges that's rarely centred on equality for anyone, least of all the kids, who often get used as pawns or bargaining chips to exact revenge or punishment between the parents. When we parted, we acknowledged that our, although our marriage was over, our relationship as parents would remain for all time. We each believed in an equal right to a future that was happy, fulfilled and accomplished for each other and for our kids. And that's the structure we've tried to ensure exists in our kids' lives to this day. Equal co-parenting might, might not be the answer for every divorced family. For some, a straightforward 50-50 split, seven days on, seven days off, might not be practical. Bird's nesting might not be the answer either. What shouldn't be the default for a divorced family, though, is a protracted, antagonistic structure rooted in anger, point scoring, denial, manipulation and vengeance. As someone who's been through divorce, who's negotiated the times of pain and hardship, and seen their kids grow from little more than babies right through to adulthood, I firmly believe that everyone has the opportunity to live a life that's happy and fulfilled if they choose to. Sometimes it just takes for us to put aside the personal agendas, grudges, shame and anger that can prevail after divorce. Once these are taken out of the equation and the right things prioritised, it is possible to find a way that we can all thrive, as adults and kids alike. Striving for equality as part of divorce is a big part in achieving that. I hope you found it useful and I've signposted a number of ways in which you can learn a bit more about uh, our experience should you wish to do so. If you find you have any questions about this, I'd be glad to hear from you with them. And until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood wishing you well and saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback, 
I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one, and I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.